Details are still emerging about last month's fatal one-vehicle crash on Route 54 that killed UNC student Molly Rotunda. ABC 11 reports court documents show the vehicle was traveling 124 miles an hour when the crash occurred. 21-year-old Flamia Brewer was the driver. She's now facing a dozen charges, including DWI and involuntary manslaughter. Turning to local government, two elected boards have meetings this weekend. The Carborough Town Council is gathering at 10 o'clock this morning for a special meeting with the Triangle Native American Society. And the Hillsborough Town Board is convening for a budget retreat at 9 o'clock tomorrow with a focus on affordable housing and environmental sustainability. Meanwhile, in Chatham County, a sentence has finally been handed down against the county's former housing director almost a year after federal charges were first announced. 65-year-old Joanna Davis will serve 30 months in prison and pay nearly $200,000 in restitution. Investigators say she gave housing contracts to friends and family in exchange for kickbacks, often creating fake bids along the way to make it look like the bidding process was competitive when it actually was not. Davis pled guilty to a reduced charge of wire fraud conspiracy last May. In state news, a three-judge federal circuit court panel heard arguments yesterday in a lawsuit challenging North Carolina's Republican-drawn state Senate district map as an act of racial gerrymandering. The three judges include two GOP appointees and one Democratic appointee, and their questions seem to break down along those lines. No word on when a ruling might come down, but the losing side will likely appeal. Meanwhile, U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg was in Raleigh yesterday, appearing with Governor Roy Cooper to announce $45 million in infrastructure structure grants to four North Carolina airports, part of a billion dollars in airport grants nationwide. Twelve million of that will go to RDU for baggage claim and security upgrades at Terminal 2. Meanwhile, State Attorney General Josh Stein was in Pittsburgh yesterday touring the town's water treatment plant alongside Mayor Kyle Shipp and State House Rep. Robert Reeves to raise awareness about water quality issues following yet another 1,4-dioxane spill into the Haw River last month that impacted Pittsburgh's water supply. The town is now suing the company responsible, Apollo Chemical in Burlington, and Stein says his office is also taking action against corporations that dump chemicals and try to avoid responsibility for it. When you turn on a faucet at home, you should never have to worry, is that water going to make your loved one sick? You shouldn't have to worry about giving your kids a bath in the bathtub. You should never doubt whether that water is clean. And while I appreciate the town of Pittsburgh's initiative, you shouldn't have to bring water jugs and water bottles to a collection agency uh, to get specially treated water. That is not what we want for the people of North Carolina. The health effects of 1,4-dioxane contaminations are serious, but this issue can and must be addressed. Our legislature, local government leaders, public health experts, and importantly, industry leaders have to work together. Corporations have a responsibility to come to the table and work with us to protect people's health. If they are irresponsible, if they break the law, and if they put North Carolinians' health at risk, we will not hesitate to take action. That's Attorney General Josh Stein speaking there. And you can visit our website, chapelboro.com, for more local news, including details about a new therapy puppy that just joined the UNC Police Department. They're asking everyone to help them decide on a name for the puppy, and you can head to Chapelboro to get the link to an online vote. 
6.15, your time. Time now for sports. Brought to you this hour by Rosewood Wealth Management. Carolina women's basketball finally got back in the win column last night, beating Pitt 75-62 to to snap a four-game losing streak. With Renia Kelly out recovering from an injury, the shorthanded Tar Heels actually trailed by two at the half, but eventually pulled away in the fourth quarter. Lexi Donarski hit six threes and finished with 20 points, 17 of those after halftime. Alyssa Usby nearly had a triple-double, 14 points and 10 assists to go with seven rebounds. The Heels are back on the road for their next game. That'll be 6 p.m. Sunday at Wake Forest. Of course, Carolina men's basketball is back in action tomorrow, hosting Virginia Tech at 2. Big individual honors this week for Armando Baycott and R.J. Davis. They were both among 30 players named to the midseason watch list for the Naismith Trophy, which goes to the National Player of the Year. We've got all the action for you right here on 97.9 The Hills, starting at 12.30 with Countdown to Tip-Off. One other Carolina team was in action yesterday. UNC softball lost to Kentucky 12-10 in the opening game of the Shriners Children's Clearwater Classic in Florida. Tar Heels are in Clearwater all weekend, facing UCF at 2 o'clock today. And then Texas tomorrow and Washington and UCLA on Sunday. Tough competition this weekend. UCF is the only one of those five opponents not ranked in the top 20. Baseball season also gets underway today for UNC with a three-game home series against Wagner starting today at 4, continuing at noon tomorrow and 1 p.m. on Sunday. Carolina's ranked in all the major polls, and they come into the year with high expectations. Here's head coach Scott Forbes on the goal for the season. A regional for us is something that we expect to be in, um, and honestly, we we hope to be hosting a regional. That's something that, that we feel like our program the level we've gotten to, if you do your research, the last 20, 25 years, we've hosted a lot of them. We did win our first Super Regional getting to Omaha at Alabama, so sometimes you have to do that. And Virginia won their national championship in 2015 on the road in the regional and the Super Regional. Um, but, you know, that is something like, for us, like, we don't really talk about making a regional. That's a given that, obviously, you got to make a regional to, to win a national championship. Um, but we just talk about our, you know, what our expectations are, and they haven't changed since I've been here with Coach Fox, and it's to be the first team at UNC to win the national championship. So that's our ultimate goal. And said Coach Scott Forbes there. Elsewhere in sports, UNC gymnastics hosts Pitt tonight at seven in Carmichael Arena. UNC wrestling is at Virginia tonight at eight thirty. Tomorrow's a big day for lacrosse. Sixth-ranked Tar Heel women hosting number twelve Florida at eleven a.m. on Dorrance Field, while the seventeenth-ranked men are at Fairfield starting at noon. In other news, congrats to a trio of current and former UNC women's soccer stars. Tessa Delarose, Savvy King, and Allie Sentner were all called up to join the U.S. Under-20 Women's National Team for a 10-day training camp in Columbia starting this Sunday as the team preps for the Under-20 Women's World Cup later this year. In some potential sports news, Inside Carolina is reporting this week that UNC Athletic Director Bubba Cunningham has put together a working group to explore options for renovating or even maybe replacing the Smith Center sometime in the future. UNC does have a concept plan for renovations dating back to 2013 that never got implemented. Those would have involved adding luxury boxes and reducing the total number of seats. No word yet what the timeline for this working group might be. And in hockey, the Carolina Hurricanes are back on the ice tonight in Phoenix taking on the Coyotes. Face-off time is set for 9 p.m.